You're not quite there yet, but you're 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 definitely getting better. I mean, it's hard to say properly. I mean, I say it the best because, of course, I came up with it. How but, ironic! <laughs> but you know, <laughs> you know, it is hard to say. But just go. It will just roll off your tongue. Yeah. Joey got it. Come on, Joey. Say it one more time, Joey. Don't put me on the spot. Don't put me on the spot now. <laughs> Girl. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, uh. So you have to just be like, girl. Wait, wait, wait. It's my turn. It's my turn. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> that one is? No. That one is said no. <laughs> you know it's bad if Joey tell you no. That, oh, sh- that shit was terrible. <laughs> I wasn't supposed to laugh that hard. I'm sorry. <laughs> that she just came in there with so much confidence she was just like (laughs) and so (laughs) i am your girl bb who else we got here today this is joey and i'm spunky 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 delicious joey all right so what's good what's what's what what we want to talk about today what's 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 new what's popping I, I went to see Endgame on Thursday. Me too. Oh, so you saw I it. went to it's, see Endgame. That movie made a one point five billion. Did you go with Bay? I did. Oh, look I at I you! Did. I did. We had matching shirts and everything. Oh, oh my god! Look at you. <laughs> he is like he is like the the ultimate, ultimate oh, Avengers cute. fan. I love it. That's cute. Did you, did you know what was girl? going on? I'm sorry, BB. Oh, he has made me watch every single Marvel <laughs> movie, literally every single one, every single one, just for that moment, just for that moment. So yes, I was well aware of what was going on in That's the end game. Right. Yes. Did y'all take the girls or was it just a, a date? Um, we took one of the girls. Okay. Yeah. Nice. That's, yeah. That's a long time to sit for, yeah. especially for a small child. Yeah. Three for and a half sure. hours. Yeah. Sure. But we had a good time. We had good, a good time. Good. That's good. I'm glad yeah. everybody had a good weekend and mm-hmm. a good week. And, you know, now we're into a new week. And um, we are here on the episode of Good. Um, so today we have um, a, a little twist. Today brings us a, a guest. We have a guest. He happens to be tall, dark, <laughs> and handsome. And unavailable. And yes, <laughs> he is unavailable um, for all you ladies out there listening. Thank you for listening, but he is unavailable. Um, <laughs> but he is, um, he's our guest today. He goes by the name of Joseph Hollis. Where you at, Joseph? Hello, everybody. How are you doing? Oh, we're doing good. How you doing, boo? What's up, Cuzzo? I am great. <laughs> That's good. Thank you for coming on to our show. I appreciate <laughs> it. Don't you, you know, are you happy to be here on our show? With it's great to be here. Um, it's been a long time coming, um, but it's very great to be here. We're going to have a great time. Let's fair fight, everybody. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be oh, nice. We promise, we promise we don't bite too hard. This is true. This is true. So today's topic 
Um, the first topic we're going to be talking about how to become a realtor and the steps on becoming a first time home buyer. So our special guest today, Joseph or Matthew Hollis, whichever one you want to go by, um, he is a real estate broker in the Birmingham area. Um, if you don't know him, check him out. Um, his Instagram is Realtor Joe. Um, and then Facebook, he's just Joseph Hollis. Joseph Matthew Hollis. Oh, Joseph Matthew Hollis. Um, so check him out. Got to say the whole thing. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, if any, if anybody knows um, our little story on how we met, that's the first thing he said to me when we first met. By the way, he is my husband. That's why he's unavailable. <laughs> Um, so, um, he is the guest on our show today and we're going to be grilling him on, you know, his story and, you know, just how to become a realtor for all those people out here who just don't know how to do it and are, you know, aspiring to become one. Um, so, um, yeah, we're going to, and then people who really want to buy a home and just want to know some like topics and key facts on how to become a first time home buyer. Um, so yeah, so Josie. I call him Josie. It's going to be hard for me to call him <laughs> Joseph. Can you be professional? Joseph. I'm um, sorry about that. So Joseph, <laughs> um, what, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us, you know, your story, who you work for, you know, give us a little bit of something. Birmingham, Alabama, born and raised. Shout well, out to two grounds where I spent most, most of my days. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Birmingham, Alabama, like I said, born and raised, went to Arthur Elementary, Huffman Middle, and the illustrious Ramsey High School. Um, illustrious, okay. Yeah, illustrious Ramsey, Ramsey High Rams, School. Oh, yes. Out. We graduate with honors diplomas, ma'am. Oh, Definitely. okay. What does that do for y'all? Um, 90% going to college yes, to finish. Yes, okay. Look at me plugging. Yeah. And you're still a freshman. Oh, my brother went there, so I'm yeah. plugging. And all it, what it did for me, um, not much. Um, allowed, me, allowed me to talk shit, basically. Because um, I went to AM just like everybody else here, except for, except for you over there and you, but. You know. Wow. Just, that's okay. That's okay. Just Spunky saying. didn't Badgers, get the she didn't get college. the memo to go to uh, Well HBC she had she had a, she had a scholarship. Yeah. <laughs> she did. Or else I would have gone to HBC. Yeah, she sure. had a scholarship. You know, yeah. shooting them free throws. Yeah. 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 I wish I had her height. Yeah, you ain't had the height. You had the skill But um but other than that, let's see. Um went to Alabama A M's where I met my beautiful wife. We've been together a long time. Um yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, we've been married like a couple months, but together a long time. Um, member of Kappa Alpha Psi. I'm a noob. Life is good. <laughs> uh, as soon as I graduated in 2011, I got my real estate license in 12, uh, 2012. What was your degree in? Business management. Um, all you need is a GED to become a real estate uh, agent. So my degree is useless. I mean, it matters. Well, yeah, it's not it useless. It facets, it ha- sure. Yeah, it helps. I'm self-employed. It does not help me in any it may be, You but never know like, your business capabilities yeah, and thinking. That could have exactly. all played in part like to your say, degree. My degree, for me, was useless. Me See, going this to is college, why we were afraid to bring uh, <laughs> Matt onto the show, BB. <laughs> <laughs> Now, no, but everyone has their own opinion. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's just my opinion. opinion. But me going to college was beneficial. Definitely. Because that's why I met my network. Exactly. But the degree itself... I mean, I had a couple jobs, and the degree probably helped me with that. But as far as my goal of being self-employed, that that didn't do. It's not doing. But anything kids for me. stay in school. Do not let Matt's success deteriorate. If you, you want from. that, do your thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go on with your story. <laughs> All right. So, um, 
been selling real estate, like I said, since 2012. Um, I've been full-time off and on, um, but I've been full-time probably the majority of the time at this point. For the past three years, I know two years, I know I've been all full, completely full-time um, doing real estate. Um, I got a broker position offered to me last, late last year. I've been doing it since the beginning of this year. It's okay. Um, I'm not much of a – I'm a leader, but I'm not much of a – I don't like management per se. Um, and what what brokerage do you work for? I work for a vast realty. Where are they located? Six locations. We have one in Vestavia, one in uh, downtown, um, Mobile, Orange Beach, Florida, Huntsville, and Alabama, and I'm missing the other one, but we have six. So, um, like, what was your process of, like, becoming a realtor? Did you... Um, Because you didn't always work for Avast. So, you know, tell people about, you know, how uh, your process of, you know, since you've been doing this for seven years, what's your process been? The process to get your real estate license is fairly simple. You just take the class. The class is about $350. Um, Well, it depends what class, what how you take it. But I went in class. You can go online or you can go, like I said, in class. I went in class um, to a satellite. And it was, I can't remember, it was like I said, it was a while ago. But I believe I went like two or three days out of a week. After like from like six to eight or six to seven thirty or something like that, um, I did that for like maybe like a month and a half, and then you pass it. You take the test and you pass the tests, and after that you got your license. You just have to hang. You just have to find a brokerage to work for, which is extremely easy because they're going to be recruiting you. So, can I ask a question? Of course. For those who are interested in pursuing that, how much would it cost to enroll in a class like that? If you got four hundred dollars. You should be able to enroll. Okay. It's, you could probably find one for less, but if you got 400, you can definitely find a class. Yeah. So when you go to a different state, is it just like law? Like you have to take a bar in a different state if you were So to it depends on how the real estate law is, how they mesh well with, um, with Alabama law. Mm-hmm. So unless it's changed, I know I could sell real estate in California without taking the, um, without taking like the whole course over. Mm-hmm. I think I would just have to take like the test or something like that. And I haven't looked at this in like seven years, but but I know, like, it would be hard for me to go, like, to somewhere like Tennessee. I would have Got to, you. like, really start over because the laws just aren't the same or something mm-hmm. like that. I can imagine New Orleans is, it's with the French law, does that affect you guys in reality? Too? Say one more time. New Orleans, what, do they have French Ooh, that's, law? Ooh, that's, that's real. I'm not even sure. Yeah. Um, gotcha. I'm, so with real estate, you, you're you going to learn more about your market and where mm-hmm. your license is at. That like, I'm in Alabama, so right. I'm a master of my other Alabama market, right. more so the Birmingham area. But they could... They, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, they were, they could. Mm-hmm. I know it's different like for that. us with law too. Yeah, because real estate law. is crazy. So we have something called an MLS, the Multiple Listing Service. Mm-hmm. Um, Alabama, Birmingham, we have one. Mobile got like two or three, oh, wow. and that's like I don't even know how they. So they have to pay for two MLSs. It's like it seems confusing, right. but it may work for them. I'm not sure, but I couldn't imagine having to basically have one for Birmingham and one for Hoover. You see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's basically the same thing to us. But I see. And Mobile's way smaller. Well, not way, but smaller uh, than Birmingham. So. so real estate's wide open like that. Wow. So it's really market specific. Do you feel like that's to keep certain people in certain pockets? Could be. Okay. Real talk, could be. Mm-hmm. Or it could be somebody just, when it could be like the two cities weren't on the same page when it came mm-hmm. to that. And like, oh, we had already found... Uh, Westmobile yeah. comparison to yeah okay. so we use real estate MLS X as opposed to y'all found real estate MLS Y mm-hmm. and we just already had an agreement so it could be something as simple as that or it could be something more nefarious okay you know so now I was asking along the lines I know you said you didn't work for a vast um the whole time that you've been a broker uh, well a realtor so uh what other company did you work for the first 
six years, I worked for Silo Properties, well, Silo Properties and Silo Metro Realty Brokers, which was my family's company. Um, so I did that for my family. I'm it's in my blood. Like uh, my dad had the first black real estate company in Birmingham, Alabama. Him and his partner, CHF Realty, they had the first black real estate company in Alabama. So I've been around real estate pretty much my entire life. Shout out to Unc. Right. So the first company I worked for was Silo Properties, and then subsequently after that, Silo Metro Realty Brokers, which was the company that my sister started after my pops passed away. And then I worked there for like a year, maybe a year, some change. And then I moved to a vast realty. Um, is that one of the reasons why you got into realty <laughs> real estate is because of your family? Yeah. Um, I've been saying I would, I've actually my entire life, I've actually said I was going to be a real estate agent, which is funny. Um, yeah, that was really funny. So yeah, that's exactly why I got into it. I saw how my, our, we, we were perceived to have a lot of money growing up. Um, so I was like, well, sure, real estate must make some money. Um, so shout I've out because he had the Lexus truck. It's his first car. Yeah, it was a hand me down, <laughs> but yeah. Um, the that's okay. went, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Shoot, but shout that, out to the hand me down. Yeah. That's a nice hand me down. Yeah. yeah. My yeah. first car was a Honda Civic. <laughs> shout out to my mom and daddy though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they oh, bought oh. that thing brand new, oh, 2008. Oh, I put some, I put I put the beat in the back of that thing, too, <laughs> which was so hilarious. But um. But yeah, so I always said I was going to be a real estate agent. Um, it's my my plan has kind of grown from that since I kind of see what the real estate business is like. Um, so I'm going to be more than a real estate agent now, but probably development or something of that nature. But still going to be something dealing with land. Always something to deal with land. If you got to walk on it, I'm going to have a hand in it. That's awesome. So what would you consider the difference between a realtor and a broker? Because you're a broker now. So right. tell people the people that don't know what a realtor is and a broker, tell them the difference there. More responsibility. Mm. Okay, break uh, it down. (laughs) (laughs) Elaborate. Right. As a realtor, um, you basically, you just work for yourself. Uh, Well, so you work for the the real estate brokerage. Um, So they, so when you sell a house, that check doesn't get written to you. It gets written to the company you work for and the company takes their portion out and then gives you your portion. Mm. So as a broker, um, the comp- the check would technically come to whatever. So I work for a vast, but I could make my own company. So if I had Joseph Hollis brokerage, the check would come to Joseph Hollis brokerage. And then I divvy out the funds. That's basically the difference. The checks come to me and then I divvy them out to the realtors. And I'm responsible for like the real estate, the realtors actions. So they have to go over all the contracts, um, all the files, make sure they're being ethical, make sure they're doing the business right. Um, we, most brokerages, you know, they do all of it. I just kind of just manage the file section because we have a main hub that does a lot of the numbers and stuff like that. So, so it just goes. So I really just check the paperwork and make sure it's all good. So you have to become a you have to be a realtor first to be have to be in a realtor to become a broker. Alabama, you have to be a realtor for at least an active realtor for two years before you can take your brokerage license. Is there more money in becoming a broker? Yeah, yeah. So it's always a plus. Yeah. So depending on how your brokerage is set up, um, brokerages are set up many different ways. Um, Keller Williams, you will probably start out like a 60-40 split. So their brokerages, their brokers are getting 40%. Uh, well, they're getting way more money off of you. Right. We start, now we start at a 90-10. So I'm getting 10% as opposed, like if I was a broker at Keller Williams, they'd be getting 40. But I get like a monthly um, monthly income from it and stuff like that. But it depends on how many agents you have. Mm-hmm. So more agents, more money in theory. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you get paid when they close. Every time they sell a house, list a house. 
or clothes in general or and you get paid like i said your brokerage has a monthly fee or something like mine has a monthly fee like mm-hmm. i don't not some some don't have monthly fees though so now we kind of want to get into what are some of the first questions that first homeowners i guess have or home buyers would have for you when you i guess so with you do you do is there a consultation yes. first and then so real estate is, like i said it's wide open um it, you're starting a business from the ground up and there's there's training but the training is probably not what you what you guys may be used to um no i mean like so, for the home buyers yeah i know okay. uh, so i base my business off that mm-hmm. i always have a first time consultation and a lot of agents strongly recommend to but some agents they don't Oh, wow. Yeah. So the first time I meet you, they're showing houses instead of sitting down? That is not a good idea, but some agents do that. That's a lot in one meeting. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I always have a first-time consultation. Um, It's usually take 30 to 45 minutes. If you have tons of questions, it can go longer. Right. 30, 45 minutes. It can go less than that, honestly. But, Hmm. um, yeah, I always have one, especially because you want to meet them face to face before you go anywhere with them anyway. Definitely, and especially even, if you're a female. I mean, I know you don't have to worry about this, but female shoot, realtors, I don't. Some shit. <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna my head and take it. <laughs> Very true. Right. They could be scaling you out. But uh, right, shoot, like, look at that guy. <laughs> he looks nice. But um, so no, and then like I said, it's a safety concern too. You don't want to. Mm-hmm be just mean strangers right and you also want to vet make sure they can actually afford it because mm. people will just take you on a joyride ride and just say mm-hmm. hey let's look at this house look at this, right. this house this house and, and they're even, wasting your time yeah, that's when you can move because as a realtor as a real estate agent you can work for two months and not get it paid mm-hmm. you know <laughs> so right. you're, you only get paid when they actually get the keys to their Definitely. house so so that would be one of my questions as far as like um our listeners out there who want to become a realtor would you recommend when you first start or when do you recommend doing real estate full time? Uh, it depends on the person. Um, it depends on the person, really. Um, some people are riskier than others. Some people are safe. Some people are. It, it really depends. You learn way, way, way more if you did it full time. It wouldn't even be a comparison. But just because you're learning more don't mean you're making money. Right. So really depends your situation like if you got a husband or a wife that making some good money and you you know can tailor your lifestyle for you to figure out a really profitable business yeah you could do it but if you i mean i ain't gonna say if you you know i don't know like if your situation just strapped that don't do it because you can make money off of it you know what i'm saying like one house can i, I tell people like this all the time if you're making thirty thousand dollars a year and you got your real estate license and you just sold two extra house, two houses a year, just two. This is probably like a good seven, five, five to seven thousand dollars extra that you weren't gonna see. Mm-hmm. And the amount of work that you're putting into those two houses, if you're well, you could put forty hours into one client, but if you're doing it right, you shouldn't have to put that much. You should really only have to put about a good 15, 20 hours into one client for real, for real. That's true. So the amount of money that you're doing in those two years, I mean, in that year and you only did it twice and you got an extra four to $7,000, I mean, you're winning. Depending on how you work because, I mean, you have to pay your realtor dues. You have to pay your MLS dues. Well, you don't have to become a member at the bar. Um, Birmingham Association of Realtors, you don't have to. Um, I am. Um, you don't have to join the MLS either. I mean, you really need that, but you don't have to. So you can really limit your costs. 
if you know enough and can, because you don't need the stuff, it'll help you tremendously. Because mm-hmm. there's other avenues, but man, you can set your business up the way you want to. Nobody's gonna say, "Hey, you didn't pay." You know, you got to pay your dues. You got to pay your dues. That's they gonna get that. But you don't have to do all the extra bells and whistles and stuff like that. So that's really kind of what brokers you work for and what they cover. Um, and of course, pay your dues. But all the other stuff is just how you depend to set your business up. If Apple don't want to spend a million dollars on marketing, they don't have to spend a million dollars on marketing. But please believe they do it because it gives them exposure. So it's the same thing for you. If I spent, please believe, if I spent a million dollars on marketing, not even, you know, just realistic, if I spent $10,000 on marketing, I would probably be one of the biggest names in Alabama. Right. Because no one really is that real estate. Because real estate, you know, but most real estate agents, I ain't going to say most real estate agents, but that's that's hard for you to have a pay your bills, you might have kids, you got a car, you might have so many things to say, all right, this 10 is for nothing but marketing. So every agent can't do that. The average agent only keeps their license active like eight months before they quit. Mm. Yeah, because they're not making no money. Mm -hmm. The training is not probably, the training is, they'll teach you how to write that contract, they'll kind of give you some game, but it's, um, you really got to figure it out. So then you would recommend like seminars and things of that nature to go to to kind of help you. The only thing um, I, the, to me, the best thing to do is shadow somebody that's really making money. Okay. Um, you can go to seminars. You can learn a lot of stuff from seminars, but unless you know how to actually make money. Okay, so for all those aspiring realtors or people looking to make some money and uh, invest and do all that type of things, what would you tell somebody who wants to be a realtor? Um, the best lesson my dad, I ain't gonna say the best lesson, but one of the most important lessons my dad taught me about selling real estate to be successful in the real estate. You don't get your real estate license to, uh, to sell houses. You get your license to buy houses. So have a bit different mindset. Mm-hmm. You're going to come across so many good deals that you just need to put yourself in a position to buy those. Mm-hmm. That's, that's very good. That's, that's very stuck good. with you. So that definitely meant, it meant a lot. Yeah. Cause think about it. There is no regulatory board to flip houses. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's nobody saying, well, you can get some people in certain areas like historic neighborhoods that will call the police on you if you make sure you're getting permits. But other than the permits, which is not a really a, a huge issue, honestly, you just got to pay extra like $2,000 to get the permit. But like there's nobody checking you. Like so you could get horrible workers and luckily sell that house and still make $20,000. You know what I'm saying? It's a mm-hmm. very risky business, but it's so many avenues that you can make money in it that you that the real estate knowledge that you get is way better than that real estate license. You can just make money just from helping people get houses, but Definitely. the knowledge you get and the network yeah. you get is like invaluable, really. So I guess now we could talk about... You know, you work with a lot of first-time home buyers. Yep, majority of my um, people are. You are a home buyer yourself, yep. or homeowner rather. Um, so, tell us a little bit. I know we kind of touched base on it a little bit before earlier, but tell us a little bit about the process. Like, what do you? What should a person do um, when they're looking to uh, purchase a home? Um, the first thing they should do is just get pre-approved because you need to know if you can even buy a house. Um. There are a lot of different uh, loan products out there, um, especially today, that you pretty much don't even need that much cash. 
Um, for example, we bought our house with um, pretty much no money. We had money, but we didn't spend any money to buy it. Um, we had a no down payment loan. We had the sellers to pay our closing costs. Um, so that was pretty much it. We had mm-hmm. to pay uh, $500 earnest money, four ninety five appraisal. But since they paid for all the fees, we actually got a check at the closing table to buy our house. Wow. So yeah. we got a nine ninety five check. So it's there's a game on y'all. There's yeah. to learn a little gym there. Knowledge is and, power. And mm-hmm. like I said, if I didn't have my real estate license, why would I know to do that? Right. Yeah, that's right. true. So it's, like, it's and we have an asset that we basically got a check to pay to get, and we could sell this house and make money off of it. And we didn't put you know nothing down to get it. Yeah. So since you're talking about down payments, like how much would you have to put down? Depends on your financing. Um, FHA is 3.5%. Uh, they say conventional rule of thumb is 20%, but our loan was a, com- a conventional portfolio loan, and it was a no-down payment loan. But it really depends on your financing. The financing is the whole thing. It's like VA, um, that's no-down payment. USDA, that's no-down payment. Um, it just depends. Um, and then they have, like, different programs for folks first-time homebuyers, like a, something called the LIFT program, which is probably about almost out of money at this point. Um, but... All you have to do as a first-time home buyer is take a uh, take a class for a day, do a one-on-one consultation with a um, home buyer specialist, and they give you seventy-five hundred dollars to your closing. That easy. Mm-hmm. That easy. Wow. But the thing is, real estate is wide open. Most agents wouldn't even know about that. Wow. Majority of agents don't know about that. So do you know this information because you have a good mortgage broker? I have that because of, yes, I have a great mortgage broker, um, a great one. Yes. He actually, we've had, we've been doing it together. Actually, we got, he got his mortgage, um, I guess, license around the same time I got my real estate license. So we've been, I've been teaching him real estate. He's been teaching me the mortgage side and anything he finds out, he shoots to me and vice versa. So I learned that because of him. Yeah. They're a great team. The power of networking. Yeah. Networking is your biggest, my degree is useless, but the networking is what makes me be able to sell real estate, you know? So it's like, that's what it's all about. Honestly, real estate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shout out to Joel Gardner. Yeah. He we'll works get him, for Renaissance Bank. Yeah. We're going to get him on here one time. Definitely. So, so are the people pre-approved before they come and talk to you or do they Most come? of them aren't. Okay. Most so. of them aren't. Um, but that's because most people don't know what to do. Right. So they'll come to me and like I said, some agents, you know, a lot of them, you know, they're trying their best to figure it out. So what if they don't have a mortgage person? They'll have to, if they don't, and what if they're kind of antisocial, introverted, and they feel uncomfortable just asking somebody, hey, do you have a mortgage person? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like, it's like, it's, you got to go to the right person. You got to go to the right doctor. You got to go to the right lawyer. You got to go to the right real estate agent. It's, you really, it's really about the person. So Joey, this question's for you. I know you recently bought a home. Was this your first time buying a home? Yes. So did, how was your process? Tell us a little bit how your process worked. Um, my process was, it wasn't as difficult as I imagined it to be. Um, a little bit stressful, which I would imagine for any first time home buyer, but for the most part, um, it was fairly, you know, as long as I went step by step, if everything fell into place for the most part, um, maybe a hiccup here and there, but for the most part, everything fell into place. But I will say that in the process, it's important to do your own research. Google is free. 
Google yeah. is free. Um, and it's important to ask questions, especially when you don't know. Yeah. And it's important for you not to assume um, and not to necessarily go by everything that you read because you you know, laws change based on your area where you're purchasing the home or state rather, you know, things of that nature. So making sure that you are aware, you're asking those questions, you're taking notes. And um, again, speaking up for yourself when you don't know, because I'm one of those people, this is not my field of expertise at all. So, Mm -hmm. you know, to make sure that I'm making the right decisions, I have to be aware, I have to be knowledgeable of, of what's taking place, what the steps are, what the requirements and expectations are. And so I couldn't do that if I didn't, if I didn't do the research myself, if I didn't question the research and if I didn't ask for mm-hmm. clarification. At this point, and not even to sound bad or anything, if you didn't choose me, it would be a loss on you. Right. Because I know so much about real estate and processes and mm-hmm. financing and all these things that grabbing somebody new ain't gonna do nothing for you definitely and yeah. also i'll serve as a closing attorney you know just kind of put that plug in there out there right. <laughs> need a closing attorney cost monkey cost monkey you may not find her like that right exactly. but um a spunky is out here doing things <laughs> like so and i guess this this will actually lead up to this question so when is a uh when is a time to not use your realtor um I really can't think of too many times not to use one. I guess if you, let's say you had your real estate license before and let's say you really knew what to do, I guess. That's my mom. (laughs) Yeah. And you got, but it ain't just that. You got to have a network too. Definitely. I mean, you could look up closing attorney on Google, but it's way better to do it with somebody you You know. You know, and comfortable with, definitely. So you can go about it that way. That would be the only time I can honestly say I would feel comfortable um, if you really just knew how it works mm-hmm. and you have a, at least some kind of network. Right. Um, but you can, but could you go in there green? Yeah. A lot of people do. And, but at that point then, you're relying on the yeah. selling agent and they do that. Like, and that's like, I'd be like, man, I can really, I could, they don't know anything. I could be like, man, y'all got to pay me 6% commission. Yeah, I was going to ask. Like, so do you get paid if you're representing both parties? I could. Oh, okay. <laughs> got you. Like I say, because they don't, they don't, they're doing it to save money. But the thing is, I could charge them because I, man, they don't know what to do. So they're not getting the right exposure. Right. They're not getting enough showings. They don't, the houses, tip, they don't know how to present the houses well. As far as like if you're buying without an agent. Yeah. They okay. don't know the basic things. So right. that's a strike, a couple strikes. Um, so if you actually get somebody who just said, man, get it, I want this area, this right. house. And then we get to the negotiation. Typically, buyer uh, uh, the buyers don't pay real estate agents. Typically, mm. they say they want to change that. I, don't I hope they don't. Um, but right now, typically, they're saying buyer agents don't really pay the real estate. They unless it's in some special contract, you know. Mm-hmm. Which y'all, that's what y'all do. So the sellers will do it. But sometimes they'll for sale by owner will think, oh, well, I'm just not gonna. I ain't paying nobody. So I'm gonna sell by owner and save me some money. You're saving money because you're not gonna have representation, but. Man, what if you meet a a green agent who don't know nothing or right. an agent who just really like, well, shoot, I'm about to get an extra two, three racks off y'all. Exactly. You know, because they're going to need the house sold. Yeah. 
And then what they gonna sit as a person? They gonna sit here wait like, oh well, for two or three extra thousand dollars, I guess we ain't we're waiting for the next offer. Yeah, you could do that, I guess, but everybody don't wanna. If you burn the hand, it's worth more than two in the bush. You as know far as if you come in with a house that needs to be sold, you don't have representation, so you may rely on the. You're gonna have to sellers unless agent. you unless you got wow. the knowledge or or something. If you ain't got the knowledge, you are gonna have to rely on that uh, buyer's wow. agent. Yeah, and that's scary. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. They had a conflict of interest almost where they don't really they represent don't, your interest. They have no interest yeah. in what you're trying to do. Right. Yeah. None. So they can go in there and say, man, they can go in there and hit you with so much jargon and language and confusion. Mm-hmm. And you just have no representation and you don't know nothing and just agree. And like, oh, well, this agent did say we have to sell this house for $10,000, $20,000 less. Right. If you're, because at that point, there's no fiduciary it. duty. <laughs> On the no, so, I have no fiduciary wow, duty for them. Yeah, None. That's risky. Zero. I work for my client. I don't work for them at mm-hmm. all. At all. So yeah, I mean, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. Unless I like didn't have my real estate license on with me personally, and I just said I don't sell my house. I do it then, but I would try to rel- I would try to rely on the agent. Do you host any seminars for first home? I used to. Uh, I haven't done it. Man, I haven't done it probably like three years. Um, I'm going to do it some more. Okay. Of course. We'll definitely put that up once you give yeah. us some dates. And we'll yeah, 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 yeah. Don't quote me. It ain't going to happen no time soon. No, no, it's more. fine. We can plan <laughs> But when it head, does, exactly. we'll be ready to put because it out they're, there. Um, they're very beneficial. Um, it just it just takes a couple to get it going, get it organized. Because like who, who all do you normally have at the seminar? I know my dad came to one and he had mm-hmm. like the... It was a mortgager. Mm-hmm. That's probably Joe. Life probably. Um, but yeah, that's you get everybody. If you do it right, if you could do it right, you set it up and you get all the people who who um, participate to pay for it, so you don't have to pay for none if, mm-hmm. if you can do it right. Gotcha. Um, but uh, everything got to fall into place. But that's if you organize. If you're attending, yeah, yeah. If you organize, yeah. If you attend, if you're just attending, okay. You, yeah, you paying unless. You, oh, you are gonna pay to attend. Who me? Like I would organize. The person or, that's interested in buying a home, you have to pay. Oh no, no, no! Them okay. typically, they typically now nah, we we now nah, we get as many fish in the lake as we can. So you know, because like you think about it like this, if you get twenty people in there and you grab right. one or two, shoot, cool. That's enough, yeah. Cool, because real estate agent, me personally, I get a hundred percent commission. Hey, hey, y'all. Um, <laughs> I look at everybody like you buy five thousand dollars at least. Right. Cool. You know, so, Definitely. and then at this point, we're all getting older, so we're getting more money just because people are retiring, there's more money available. Um, so my prices are going up because they're buying more house, more expensive houses. So I'm growing my audience. So I'm working with it. That's definitely. Yeah. So I have a question. Going back to um, when Spunky asked you the question about consultations and you said that um, – you believe in consultations and mm-hmm. offer that what when coming to a consultation um with you as their realtor what are some things that they should be expected to answer uh to me uh me all i'm doing is trying to get to know what you're trying to do um okay. uh so a lot of times they might sometimes they don't even know but what are you trying to accomplish do you are you just trying to have a forever home? Are you just trying to have like a little station at just two year home? You trying to entertain? Are you just trying to get away? Mm-hmm. Open floor plan, galley kitchen. What are you What are you trying to accomplish? That's pretty much what the consultation is about. Um, once I get all that areas and all that, I give them what I call the game. Like, 
the most important thing you want in the house is the area. Mm-hmm. The most important thing. Like I say this all the time. You would not take a house, you would not take a house, a million, a million dollar mansion and put it in Gate City. Right. But you would take a, a, a one bedroom trailer on a private island. You know, I see what you're saying. You would definitely take that. So it's like, hmm, if the most important thing is location, so you have to look at it from that perspective when you're trying to resale and all that type of stuff. So I just try to give them all the type of forward thinking that they're going to need for when they do sell and and try to give them like the the best thing I can say about me when we go in homes, I have a full list of contractors, electricians, everything. So we every house is going to have an issue. Even new houses have issues. So if you see a small issue, I always let them know like, oh, that'll probably be like a hundred dollar fix, two hundred dollar fix, three hundred. I've seen so much of it. You know, I'm not a contractor, but I work with them so closely, and I've seen so much of the same thing over and over again that you can kind of make them feel at ease of how easy, and how quick of things can be fixed, or get the sellers to fix it before they get it to you. So um, that's the biggest thing. If you just come in ready to learn and ready to get the house, and you got some people who aren't really ready. They come in for other reasons, you know, like to in. date you like, they yeah, like weird that. stuff. And I'm attractive, but weird <laughs> stuff. Um, or, you know, just cause they're trying to, f- <laughs> they're trying to fill it out. You know what I'm saying? Like they're trying to, they don't know if they want to buy, but that's why they need to come to the seminars though. I feel like that would be better yeah, if you're help. on the fence. Yeah, like help. don't waste the realtor's time. I, I know this because I yeah. know single practitioner lawyers who say that you know it's people that come in and they want this free consultation. But yeah. you have to understand, you know, this time is money, and it's, it's not to be funny. It's not to be shady. Excuse me. It's just that you could be with a client who knows exactly what they want versus someone who's like, ah. yeah. But the thing is, you don't, you can't, you can't not talk to them. You just put them on the back burner a little bit. But, <laughs> I mean, because you can't. You know, right. you gotta, you gotta. When they're ready, you know, they can come to you. Yeah, but you can, you always hit them up, talk to them every other month, just text them. Social media is my friend. That's how I can keep up with everybody in like an instant. So I use. So social media when you introduce yourself, do you normally give your social handle? Oh, I, I follow them. I don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't gotcha. Shoot, they don't follow me back. That's fine. <laughs> right. I'm a cute. That's how I keep up with everybody. Definitely. So, if as soon as I get a name, I'm probably gonna be. You're probably gonna be my Facebook friend that day. That makes sense to yeah, me. Because I can find you on Facebook before I can find you on Instagram. Right. So, mm-hmm. so a question. Uh, as far as like a first-time home buyer, what kind of credit score do you have to have? Oh, 620. I've seen the lowest, uh, the lowest I've seen, which was a headache. It was a long time ago, so I don't know if they've changed it. This was probably like five years ago. It was a 580, and that was a headache of a deal. Uh, but it closed. So 580 is the, the lowest I've seen. Um, also, with uh, the home buying process, how long does it take? like to close and go through the process of looking at multiple houses. Cause you know, folks just don't do one and done. You know, you got to go through the ringer and go through. Uh, multiple I've worked houses. with some clients that, um, that one and done it. <laughs> not lately. Ooh, are Lord, they in a lately. rush at that point? Like, are they trying to find something for a deadline, like a holiday or school? Or? Some people just know what they want. Financing 30 to 45 days. Mm-hmm. Typically 30 days. If everybody's doing what they're supposed to do. Okay. That's like meeting with the bank and having all your credit cards. If everybody got all the, uh, like I said, a lot of people, some people just unorganized. They, mm-hmm. A lot of people just can't go touch their last two years of tax statements. You I know? see. Um, so they'll have to go wrestle and try to find that and get that together um, and just random stuff. And with the bank, whether it's like peak year and, peak, and the banks are just swamped, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it just depends. But it should, 30, 45 days. So I just can't go and find a house and then miraculously move into it next week. 
Got some cash, you could. Oh, okay. Got head of cash. Okay. I'm your neighborhood drug dealer. So if you do a cash deal, how they, long does that do? How long they, does that they, take? They try to do it in two weeks, but you can probably close in a week. Wow. Oh, okay. Yeah, because it's really, you just want to, at the cash, it's really that it's certified funds. That's just a letter from the bank um, or a statement or something. And then it's just like checking the title and stuff. Make sure mm. the title's clear. Oh, we do that in my law firm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just make sure the title's clear. And the title's clear, then it's pretty much a go. I've heard those can be kind of, I guess, worrisome or burdensome when you're trying to sell a property and it has some title issue. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If it's got a title issue, yeah, it sucks. Mm-hmm. Because it could be the perfect property. Is, but... A lot of times that deal pretty much gone. Right. Yeah. Right. No one wants to deal with that because uh-uh. it doesn't make so, sense to buy. Yeah. Because somebody's going to have to pay some extra money. Exactly. Um, and if the seller is typically going to be the seller side, but you, um, sellers, you know, they be like, man, I thought I was going to get I was gonna get 20. Now I'm just getting 12. <laughs> man, oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, like, what you, you, like you had to do with somebody else. So what you right, doing? Right, exactly. Like, Man, we're gonna have to raise the price up or something. Oh, goodness. So I was gonna like, ask if you had a harder time with. I know you're young, and so your network's gonna be younger. So do you have a hard, not necessarily harder time, but do you mostly work with younger couples or individuals? Most of my clients are younger. Yeah, most of my clients are thirties. But I've sense. had some. Um, I've had some. Of course, older, older clients. The youngest client I've had. Well, I was younger then, but she was like twenty. <laughs> So they would probably have a better credit score, or would they have a worse credit score? Depends. It just depends. Yeah, it depends. Gotcha. Um, I mean, in theory, they should have a better credit score, but it just depends on when you became an adult first. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like when did you get a credit card, and when did you start doing all the stuff, or was your parents using your credit at a very young age? Cause right. That's a lot of times. That's why some of my friends can't get it. I'm like, dang, that's a real life thing. Dang, that's trash. <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah, yeah that's trash. So I have a question. Can you explain earnest money? Yeah. So the best I can explain it, it's money and un- earnest money and trust that shows that we're really serious about this deal. Okay. So the money, they don't, you don't lose that money. It goes into the, goes into the close. So if you owe 5000 in closing, then you owe 4500 because you pay earnest money up front. Okay. Well, so that's you pay five hundred. Like, at money. what point do you pay the earnest money? Is it during consultation? Uh, once they agree or? to the, no, once they agree to the, um, to the contract. Okay. Once you find a house, both sides agree to it, then you got like two days. Okay. Two or three days. Are there any benefits in putting up on this earnest money? No, not really. I mean, okay. probably back in the day it was. And then, I mean, I mean, maybe some seller might say, hey, if, if the deal's the same, both saying $100,000 for the mm-hmm. house, and this says $500,000, I mean, this is 1000 I mean, maybe somebody might say, hey, let's go with 1000 But right. Because they already put up that money towards the... I guess. But the bank giving up all the money anyway. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... I guess it's just, I don't know, to be honest. I, I, I really don't see the big thing about it. Um, other than, I mean, I get the upfront money, but I don't, I don't know. I don't see the big to do about it. it so you shouldn't be freak out if you come to a deal with a table and another party's giving up earnest money versus you're not paying. No, nah, I would give it up. I would give up earnest money just because, um, just because everybody else is doing it. Okay. But I, I don't know. I just, I know I just, every case I can is see different. It, yeah, I can, yeah, every case is different, but right. I just can see somebody be like, well, they gave a thousand, that's right. $500. Unless the sale price was different or mm-hmm. the, the closing cost amount was different or something like that. Okay. Because that's where it comes out to sales price and stuff like that. The earnest money is just kind of like, um, I don't know, kind of like for show or something, I guess. I don't know. 
So all that was great. And we really appreciate you uh, giving us all that information about um, your journey, how it, uh, the process of becoming a realtor, and then the process of um, buying your first home. Um, before we go into the next segment, can you have just, you know, give us a brief, brief uh, answer about like one tip that you would give to a first time home buyer? Mm, the one tip I could give is to listen to your heart and try your best to limit outside noise. People will try their best to help you from their perspective, but it might not necessarily be the help you need. Um, I and see when you say of, people, do you mean like family members or like the extra realtor? Uh, anybody. Okay. Family, friends, a realtor could be a friend, a realtor. Um, I, I would try my best to listen to my realtor. Mm-hmm. If I, I would try my best to find a realtor that I, that I, I know. Trust. Per- yeah, yeah, I trust. I could totally see and that. And then I would try my best to listen to them. Mm-hmm. Um, my best to listen to them, especially if I trust them. But, you know, you'll have people who have never bought a home tell you it's a don't buy that house. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like if you originally said, I want to be a homeowner, don't let somebody who's. To tear that. Yeah, tear it down. Mm-hmm. If you can't afford it, different ball Right, game. exactly. Yeah. Totally we'll different ball 2008. Game. But they That's can, when you got to come see me. Yeah, but <laughs> their whole thing is... And you don't want to go see Spunk. No. Yeah. If if their whole thing is, what if you can't afford it? If you already stay in an apartment, what if you can't afford it? You know, what if you can't mm-hmm. afford that? Like, you're literally throwing money away yeah. with the apartment. Yeah. And you're paying $1,200 for a two-bedroom when you could be paying... Six hundred dollars, seven hundred dollars for an eighteen hundred square foot house, depending on your area. You know what I'm saying? Sixteen hundred square foot, depending on your area. So it's like with a front yard, backyard. So it's like, man, way cheaper. You get money back when you sell it, as long as the market stays stable. And like, I don't know. It's kind of a no brainer. And if I already told you, you could buy a house with no cash for real right which isn't always recommended depending on your situation because that's how 2008 happened yeah sure that ain't our fault Still problem <laughs> oh here go the realtor we didn't do it we that's just the banks banks were loaning the money shoot definitely uh, then the market crash i mean no one could predict that it ain't well, us buying a house with no cash has helped us out tremendously right and they're we, they're special though huh, we bought the house with no cash and didn't have to pay mortgage for two months after that so <laughs> it was but great. there's lots of people Look out there like that yeah. i don't know nobody like that yeah it's because you gotta use your boy <laughs> gotta use patience. there you have so it. speaking of that make sure you give us before you before you leave make sure you give us um your social media handles and the ways in which our audience can contact you mm-hmm. yes of course, of course, of course. It's at Realtor Joe on Instagram. Realtor Joe. Um, also, I think, I don't know what my Facebook business page is. Actually. Just Joseph M. Hollis Realtor, maybe. If you right. follow me, I'll find you. <laughs> okay. you'll, get that, you'll get that invite. Realtor Joe on Instagram, though. So you all sit tight and we'll be back with more Hot Topics with Gull. So welcome back, guys. We are here to discuss the next segment, and that will involve should I buy a house or wait for Mr. Wright and then purchase a home? What are you guys' thoughts? My thought is no. (laughs) As in don't wait for Mr. Wright? Don't wait. Don't wait for Mr. Wright. Look at these independent ladies. Don't wait. Because the thing is, why? True. 
And you don't know when that's going to come. Exactly. Or if it ever comes. So right. why are you going to sit up here and be dependent right. on a man to do something when you could do it by yourself? Huh? Yeah, yeah. And one of the biggest up. things, if people did not know this, when it comes to buying a house, when you're even in a relationship, women are the deciders of what house you that purchase. Is very anyway. true. <laughs> so very true. Um, just think if you didn't even have anybody there to tell you right. to decide with. You can just do it by yourself and you go ahead and get your house. Right. So glow up, ladies, and get your own house. And there's so many more options nowadays. I had a friend. She bought a house, was working, of course, could afford everything on her own. And then eventually she got married. And, you know, the guy, her husband, now then husband, um, wanted to get a separate home because they wanted to make it their own home. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, now you have the options of Airbnb. You Mm -hmm. could do... Other things with the property rented out versus just selling it back. She was saying that's one of the things that she wished she would have done was to rent it out or mm-hmm. at least keep it in her. And that could have been her own personal property that she was renting out to other people. I mean, that's another source of income for right. both of you guys. So right. I think it's different ways to think about it. It's not necessarily, I guess, being too independent or at the same time uh, blocking out your guy who you think may come into your life that um, will want to buy a home. It's just so many more options nowadays. And then you have to look at, you know, not even knowing what type of person you will even deem worthy of being married. Because even though they may have other qualities Mm -hmm. that are ideal in your eyes, they may not even want to purchase a home. They may love renting. It's very true. They may not want to deal with the headache or the hassle of maintaining a home. So those are, and that's real life. Like there are people out there who, who have that mentality. And so you have to keep that in mind. And, and again, why wait on something when you don't even have it in the hand anyway, at this point. That's That's so true. You can't wait on life for the quote unquote, Mr. You can't because life is not not waiting. It's not stopping. That's Mm. true. It's not promised. And you know, if you sit up here and be like, Oh, you know, when I get bay or when I get boo or when I get married, I'm going to get this house. What's stopping you now? You can go out and get pre-approved. You can go out and find the house that you desire one day that man may come while you have your house and therefore that man can move into your house and it could be your house. And then you guys, I mean, you're our house and then it, you guys can move out into another house and find that um, together. But I mean, until that person comes, you know, don't, don't sit up here and wait for them. You know, by all means, if that's, you know, your prerogative, that's your prerogative. But I mean, my thing is why wait? I mean, I ain't getting no older or younger. Right. Definitely getting older though. <laughs> Definitely, getting, we ain't Benjamin Button. I forgot. Majority of my clients are women's in, women anyway. I was gonna ask, do you have that question, or do they ever ask you? You know, with you being married, of course, saying whether or not you waited for your spouse to buy a home, or like, does that question ever come up? It, it may not. No, no, uh, not to me, anyways. A lot of times, honestly, it's weird. Because um, to to piggyback on what Joey was saying. People have a mentality. Um, some people just have a mentality that home ownership's not the way. Yeah. Um, so a lot of times, I'll crazy enough, I'll have women who are kind of buying a house by themselves while they're married. Mm, wait, yeah. Huh? They're like the oh, the really? husband isn't there. Husband's not there the entire wow. time. And it's interesting. Do they know about it? Yeah. Okay. They're yeah. just not a part well, of the Well, let me, say, let me say this. I think they know about it. <laughs> okay. They're just not a part <laughs> of the process. They're planning their Not a part of the process at all. Oh wow! So, that's very interesting. That I don't has know happened to me. A, done that. Right. That's happened to me more than once. Um, 
And the craziest thing is they really try to sub you in as the husband. Mm, I can see that. With your male mm. expertise yeah. and opinions. And I get it and it's fine. But, you know, interesting. Yeah. So, like, with that, you know, do you recommend a husband and wife or a couple? Do you recommend, um, you know, if there are going to be two names on the mortgage? That is a great question. That is a very great question. The reason I say that's a great question is because I actually tell my clients, if you can, if one person can afford the house by themselves, um, just put one name on the mortgage. The reason I say that is because if two names were on the mortgage, then both your names are tied up on that mortgage. So mm-hmm. if what's you could if one person was free they could go put their the car in their name. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But what about the business. purposes of them establishing that is their home? So if they ever oh, want to put, put you deed. out, yeah. put on deed. Okay, so you could still sign your name on the deed, yeah, but deed not mortgage the mortgage is totally separate. Okay. Yeah. And that way they can put you out all willy nilly. Correct. Okay, that would be correct. <laughs> no, no, correct, correct, correct. Okay. Yeah, just put your put your name on the deed. Okay. <laughs> Everyone um, listen out. Yeah, put your name on the deed. So it's the deed, not the contract. Is that right? Or or uh, it's just the deed. Okay. So yeah. you sign your name to the deed, but you don't necessarily sign it to the mortgage. You can put you can put you can put both names on the contract because so when you got pre approved, Joy, you called them or you got in contact with a mortgage loan originator mm-hmm. at some point, but just don't involve the other side. Okay. But contract and all that stuff, you can put the other side's name on it. But okay. it has nothing to do with the, the actual mortgage okay. loan. Mm. So say, for instance, um, or you would clo- it oh, be... Oh, I'm sorry. Or you can close on the house and then just put their name on the deed afterwards. Oh, okay. Mm. So would you recommend if, you know, you're looking to be a pre-approved for a higher amount that you put two people on the mortgage versus just one? If you want to get a higher amount, yeah. Two people, if both of them have good credit and their DTIs, debt income ratio is good. So that is a benefit in waiting on quote unquote Mr. Right. But I think the whole waiting on Mr. Right sells this false dream because like we mm-hmm. all discussed that that Mr. Right may never come. So you yeah. can be waiting for forever. <laughs> so I mean, I know those were extreme cases, but I just think that it depends on where you are in your life as far as like your idea of when you even consider to want to be married. I mean, if you don't want to get married till you're 45 and you're 32, Buy your house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you're throwing money away, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. when you sell your house, unless the market goes down, like, literally, you're going to, you should get a check. Right. You should get something. Especially if you did it the right way. Right. Kept the house up, renov- updated it, and stuff of that nature. Like, there should be a benefit in You should buying get that some house. money back. Mm-hmm. You know, especially what if you bought a house in a gentrifying area? Mm-hmm. You should get a lot of money mm-hmm. back. But if you bought, uh, if you rented an apartment in a gentrifying area, you you're just not paying, nothing. yeah, you're paying rent, and your <laughs> rent gonna go up away. substantially right. when it gentrifies. Exactly. So you really just have to be mindful of, and then a lot of times people, oh, this is the big one. People think houses are well. I don't know how long I'm gonna be here, so I don't know if I'm buy a house. You're renting. Yeah. You gotta stay somewhere. Definitely. If you bought the house, rule of thumb is somebody else will buy it, mm-hmm. especially if I'm in a hot market. 30 days, 30, 45 days. Right. And as Spunky said, there are other options. Yes. As both of you said, there are other options. You know, Airbnb, mm-hmm. renting. Renting. Um, so, th- so it's not like, and there's always someone in need of housing. There's yeah. always going to be someone in need of housing. So, okay, are you guys fearful of bugs? So, like, I have this I issue of anything that flies, bees, wasps. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm not even gonna talk about the creepy crawlers. I don't no. even want to discuss that. Girl, so, I call them that too. I mean, those things. I, knew I liked you. Who, who are we gonna call? 
Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Starks Exterminators. Starks Exterminators. Those are all Wayne's Pest Control. Even with Exterminators, they still may be dead right on the floor. Go pick it up. A broom. A broom. You don't have to use your hand. You can sweep we them. use Starks Exterminators. They're great. Like literally, they came yeah. out. They come out every three months. Yeah, we don't have no issues. And they spray the outside of the house, and then they can spray the inside of the house if you need it. Um, they're. I mean, I'm gonna call the fire great. department if I have an issue the with a wasp. Department. Would that be a waste of resources, girl? Mm-hmm. <laughs> girl. I, don't even, I don't even know what you're trying to do now. You trying to? You trying to put okay, out a fire well, or are you also, trying to put out bugs? What about the fact that if I don't have a garage, I'm a single lady in this neighborhood? Is that an issue or something we consider? This neighborhood, no. I mean, no, no, no. You're no, you're I'm safe like, oh. here as where we are. As far as like safety wise, that is something that you're definitely gonna have to consider just being in a house by yourself as a woman. Right. But that's a part of the home buying process. Mm-hmm. Realizing well, yeah. which location mm-hmm. you want to be, you yes. want your home to be located. Right. So don't get discouraged if I'm out here, I'm single and I'm buying this home. Just include all those factors that you think will give you the most safety right. or the People most feel comfort. safer in apartments. I feel more, I don't feel safe at an apartment. Yeah, no. apartment, you can be walking outside. Yeah, I bet there's too much activity. Right. I feel safer My coworker has an issue every every week. That's what I bet. Every I feel week. safer going in my driveway knowing mm-hmm. that this, at least this section better be clear. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And guys, I, I have a friend who actually got married to her neighbor. So she was single and Weird he was shit. single oh, and they both were cute. in their homes. And then they ended up moving to one home. I mean, it was super cute. Oh, so. Cute. Your Mr. Right may be next door. Right, exactly. It was definitely like a movie. That's cute. I like that. Go knock on the the neighbor's door. Uh, Bring him a cake. (laughs) (laughs) Bring him a cake and bring him a piece of pizza and say, hey, are you looking to chill tonight? Netflix and chill. (laughs) Netflix and chill. (laughs) We can make it happen. Because I'm a home buyer and so are you. <laughs> so, guys, as far as like all four of us, so how many of you guys agree? And just raise your hand. I'm going to count the number as far as not waiting on Mr. Right to buy a home. Okay, so we got four out of four because I'm an anonymous decision here. Because, I mean, literally, I mean, at the end of the day, when it comes to buying a home, men are the ones who stick to the facts. Women tend to, you know, rely on their gut a little bit more. So, right. Uh-oh. If you. <laughs> If you feel like it's something that you wanted to do and it was an aspiration of yours, don't wait on that man. Just go ahead and get it yourself because who knows, you know, within that time frame, you can find somebody else and then, you know, you guys can rent out the house that you have, Airbnb it, like Spunky exactly. said earlier. Um, there's different things that you could do with a home that you already bought before. But again, just look at it as, as it as this is something that I can call my own, something that I did for myself. It's almost um, like a business. I mean, you're going to get a return for on sure. it. For sure. And so like, yeah, you should look at it like, hey, this is something I'm doing for myself. Yes. Look, you can buy yourself a car. Why you can't go right. buy yourself a house? Is that, ooh, right. Oh, that's that a great gym. point. Yes, I love it. It's $200. You got somewhere to live. Right. Mm-hmm. That's like own space. Don't Carnos. have to hear upstairs neighbors. Yeah. All of that. Definitely. Winning. Right. Winning. Exactly. So there are definitely some benefits in just going ahead and making that move on your own. And it's easier to buy a car, um, just credit wise and all that thing. So. Oh, yeah. Anyone can house, go buy a car. Definitely. If you got a car on your credit, it's going to be harder for you to get a house. Unless your money's straight. Mm. So with the if you buy you're saying if you go buy this expensive car that you can't afford and then or if you, you can look afford at it, but it just messes your debt to income ratio up because oh, it can totally be able to afford it. I see. You know, it might you might still be saving an extra two hundred, three hundred dollars, but right. 
You want to buy but a house. But that, that's also a factor. So don't buy this brand new car and then look, oh, I, I want to buy a house now. Like, be strategic about it is what you're saying. And I mean, how how long should you wait between the two? Because let's I say. At least a year. Uh, at least yeah. a year. Okay. okay. Well, yeah. ladies, that's, if you're looking to buy a home, we're going to wait at least a year in between right. those two big purchases. Mm-hmm. Unless your money, unless you're just making, you know. Unless, you unless got you're making fund. that bankroll. Unless you're right. making a lot of money and exactly. you're living within your means. Right. Unless you you, oh, that's a good. Yeah. I love that living yeah. within your means. That's yeah. so missing in this sh- lifestyle that we're living on Instagram. Oh, girl! Oh my gosh! Isn't that the truth? Mm-hmm. It's so. I'm not even gonna go into the people I see in bankruptcy court that be standing on Instagram, girl. But I mean, it's a real thing. You need really need to live within your means, and that means buying a home and being reasonable with that purchase and cars. Yeah, that's true. Because at least a house appreciates in value, you're supposed to. Most yeah. And boy, does a car depreciate mm-hmm. the moment you pull it off the lot. Definitely. The house is the biggest investment that the average person will ever own. See, did you notice that he said person? Can that you say that again? Say that one more time. The Joseph. house, a home, is the biggest investment the average person will ever own. Person. So, all my ladies. Yes. One more time. I'm going to be out like Beyonce. Lady. Lady. I, oh, get it, B. Suck on my balls. <laughs> Lady. Yes. One more time. One more time. Lady. Yes. <laughs> y'all go ahead and get y'all at home. There's no shame in doing don't so. Look, don't let nobody sit up here and tell you don't get that home. Right. Here. Oh, you need to wait on your man. No. What man? Right. Exactly. I mean, you're almost planning He's for not there, sir. He's not there. <laughs> He's not there. Not yet. Sorry, Joey. Dad. We're not all here booed up and got this. Oh, you booed up, girl. Are you <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna also, talk now she want to say it right because we sitting up here trying to wrap it up because all eyes on her. <laughs> oh, but um, that's a good segue into wrapping it up, though. I appreciate it. Anytime. Um, so if there's nothing else that needs to be said, I want to appreciate our guest speaker for today, um, Joseph Hollis. Shout out to him. Um, he did drop some gems on y'all yes. this evening. Um, so if there's anything that you are looking to uh, get answered, always follow him on his social media handles, Joseph Matthew Hollis, as well as you can um, find him at Realtor Joe on Instagram, as well as he has a uh, website. Um, but, you know, josephmhollis.com. That's it. There we there go. go. Um, so, yes, use him. He's a uh, he is a great asset to um, the asset that you're about to have in your life um so yeah before we go you know i always drop that quote or that affirmation to let you know ladies how good you are but anyway just know these one thing okay know that you are enough ladies know that you are enough Mm. know that what better time if you're looking to become a, a realtor, what better time than is now? Um, don't wait on, you know, the right time because the right time may not ever be the right time. Right. Um, so just go ahead. And if you're looking to uh, to become a realtor, make that happen. Um, spend that $350 to $400 and make that happen. Um, as well as if you're looking to become a first-time home buyer, let that happen. Go ahead and research and, and do uh, your due diligence on your end and make that happen and search out the people that, um, that will assist you and and, and like the realtors and the brokers in the world um, to assist you into becoming a first-time homebuyer. And then our ladies, please remember that you don't need to wait on that man. You don't need to wait on the man. Um, <laughs> for that new home, okay? 
Um, and then lastly, if you haven't found it yet, keep looking. Don't settle. As with all matters is the heart. You'll know it when you find it. Quote by Steve Jobs. Oh, that's perfect. I love it. Okay. I'm all about the quotes. Read that one more time. <laughs> yes. Okay, one more time. Quote, if you haven't found it yet, keep looking. Don't settle. As with all matters is the heart. Mm. You'll know it when you find it. We out. Bye. Bye. Bye.